Welcome, everyone. I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for Pre-Tirement, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed, and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 20-plus years, and I'm proud to say I've never lost a dollar of my clients' money. I will share with you secrets I've learned over two decades that only the few rich know about, but really have been around for centuries. Because there's so much information out there and there's so much you really need to learn, I reach out to other amazing experts. And today, I have invited Lorraine and Susan back. We were talking on our last segment about Obamacare, and I want to welcome Lorraine and Susan back to, to, so we can continue our, our conversation about the Affordable Care Act. So, well, Lorraine, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you, maybe you could just give us a little short a little introduction about who you are and what you do, and then we can go ahead and just jump right in. Okay, excellent. Well, <clears throat> I have been uh, secured. This is Lorraine Conaway uh, from Conaway & Conaway, and uh, I have been securities license since, an insurance license since 1990, so this year will be 24 years. And over the years, uh, like everything else, things evolve. And so as time has passed, we have really become very good at helping people keep more of what they make through strategies. So we have renamed ourselves Wealth Strategists because we really focus on uh, what are the things that you can do to keep more of what you make. And that's what it's about. I mean, today you hear about people talking about cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. Do I have enough cash flow today and will I have enough cash flow when I retire? So we've also um, raised over $25 million for charity. We are certified as a uh, certified uh, plan giving officer and uh, got certified in 2011. And that has been a wonderful part of our uh, strategy and our business structure is helping people to redirect what otherwise would go to the IRS to charity. And then we are certified retirement counselor CRCs. And Susan is an amazing uh, person who has extensive background in the corporate world, and she will tell you quickly about herself. Thank you, Lorraine. Uh, yes, I spent many years, over 20 years, uh, in the corporate world working predominantly with uh, large corporations. And um, as I saw the world evolving, and as we've all discussed here, there became such a need for people to prepare for the future. And um, because of some of the uncertainties there and because of some of the lack of planning that a lot of people do, they don't know, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the timeline in place, and they may not even have clarified what their dreams are and where they need to be. So I've used a lot of my um, skills, uh, which are very heavily oriented towards strategy in putting together um, very 
um, strong, cohesive plans for our clients, and also working with them to put together uh, their allocations, which is really important because allocations is how you know, having the right allocation mix is how you're going to know where you're going to be uh, in today's environment. Great, boy. Well, I'm so glad you both are on are here today because you have so much to share with everybody and such expertise. And you know, I really like the the um, the giving and and the charity and helping people. But right now, we really got to focus about. There's so many opportunities to keep more of what you make, and you, you're going to continue to need ways to figure out your financial situation. To, you know, to plan for your desired outcome. So the combination of knowledge, good financial strategies, and planning will provide the opportunity to save and provide for your future. So why, why don't we talk about some of the current facts and then review the ways that we can possibly use to plan in 2014. So what do you think that some of the tax strategies and the challenges that are this year are going to affect individuals and families? Well, <clears throat> we have, well, the big one is the Affordable uh, Care Act, the Obama Affordable Care Act. That one is, if your adjusted gross income with husband and wife over $250,000, then there will be a Medicare tax of 38 on all of the unearned income, the it's it's actually called the uh, unearned income Medicare contribution tax. So, in simple terminology, it is the investments. All of the income that you make on your investments will be paying an additional 3.8. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. So it's like, okay, so if you're over your adjusted gross income is over 250,000, and you're your your investable, you know, you have some uh, return. Let's say you have some investment properties, or you have commercial properties, and you have some stocks and bonds. Let's say your investment portfolio produces fifty thousand dollars. That's an additional three point eight of of tax that has to be paid. What do you think about that, Chris? That's crazy. So you're going to almost pay. You're going to you're going to pay almost 4%, and yeah. so if you make 5%, you're really going to make 1%. <laughs> Another way of looking at it, yes. <laughs> or the poor people that don't even make 4%. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that, on, that's insane. Yeah, that's it is. Really it bad. is. And um, And also there will be an additional 0.9%. Uh, Medicare tax imposed on wages and self-employment income over two hundred thousand for single and two fifty on on joint couples. Now, I'm not a CPA. I'm not a, a, a tax person. However, we as a, as a strategist, we keep close tabs on what are these taxes because you asked Chris. You said, "What are some of the challenges?" So the challenges right. are. You know, you really have to watch your adjusted gross income and keep that down. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to keep down your adjusted gross income. I don't care if you're making $500,000. There may be ways to reduce your $500,000 income 
reduce it to adjusted gross income below the 250 if you're married. So we'll talk a little bit about that in, uh, a little bit later. But uh, so we we really want to know what are the challenges. That's a challenge. The other right. challenge is is that is that the top tax rate is 39.6, and if you're in the state of California, you know state taxes are 12 percent. That's over 50 percent, Chris. <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. So so we coordinate our efforts with the tax advisors. So whoever um, the person who we're working with, we work with their tax advisor on here's what we're proposing on some of the ways to reduce their adjusted gross income. But before we go into that, you know, we look at the challenges. The challenges are the taxes, the challenges, the, the increase in, ta- in, in taxes. The other challenges is the deductions. The deductions are less, so you get less deductions, higher taxes. You have the Obama Affordable Care Act. And the other challenge is, is that on health care premiums, they're no longer going to be based on your health. So a person like me who's healthy is going to pay health premiums based on my adjusted gross income. Oh, my Isn't gosh. that terrible? <laughs> That's really terrible. I mean, I knew it was bad, but I didn't really know these details. Honestly, this is disgusting. You're kidding. <laughs> I don't want to come talk yeah. to you guys. This is nuts. Uh, you mean fifty? Disgusting. I mean, in California, you're gonna you're gonna only make fifty percent of your. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. So so it all okay. boils down to your what's what's called as MAGI, modified adjusted gross income. So that's a key factor that you want to look at. And so what are the things that you can do to reduce that? We'll talk a little bit about that. And. Um, the other challenge is what what's interesting is is that Obama is has a bill out and he wants to cap retirement accounts at three million dollars. Oh my gosh! Cap yeah. retirement. Can you imagine all these employers who who have made big money who are providing 401k for their employees? They're going to yeah. say, "Well, I can't put any more money in my 401k. Why do I want a 401k for my employees?" I can't put any more money. And the whole purpose of this was to equalize, you know, the wealth and give from the rich to the poor. Now it's really taking away from the middle middle class people. Right. 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 It's 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 boomerang. I mean, it's snapping back. It's like it's not helping. It's discouraging. Yeah. Business owners. Yeah, so, people are going to find ways to cheat, I bet. <laughs> well, actually, there's a, a lot in the uh, code that where we don't need to cheat. There's a lot of opportunity that a lot of people don't really know and they don't take advantage. In fact, I don't know if you've seen on TV, but H- H&R Block has an advertisement out, America, get your billion dollars back. Huh. No. And the reason why they have that commercial is, I, I, I told my husband, I go, I love that commercial because it's letting people know that they're overpaying taxes, the American people, by over a billion dollars. Right, right. And if if and pe- if people know what you know, and and the way the law works, they can honestly get through all of this and and not have to pay that much. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> great. Exactly. Okay. That's great. So okay. there's some other things that we want to be aware about, Susan. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, there are some changes to the standard deductions, um, and actually there are uh, some other changes to some of the other tax laws that are happening. But just starting out with the um, standard deduction, that rose slightly, not enough to really take a bite out of the area that was uh, Lorraine was talking about, but uh, the standard deduction rose slightly to 6200 for singles and married persons uh, filing separately to 12200 um, and standard deductions for head of household rose to 9189.50. So, you know, your uh, your tax uh, person, your CPA is certainly going to be able to uh, work with you on the deductions and also um, the personal exemptions, which rose ever so slightly. Um, however, exemption phases out, uh, phases out now, beginning with income of 254,000. 200. So when Lorraine was talking about, you know, trying to lower that modified adjusted gross income, you know, that makes a lot of change here because um, you now have exemptions that start um, definitely phasing out. And, um, you know, I always hear people say, how do you, you know, not pay tax on qualified dividends? Well, investors who are in the 10 to 15% tax bracket, they're not going to pay uh, anything on the qualified dividends and long-term capital gains, but those in the higher tax brackets at 25, 28, 33, and 35% tax brackets, they'll pay 15% rates on the qualified dividends. And those who are in the higher tax brackets that Lorraine mentioned earlier, that 39.6%, they'll end up paying 20% tax rate on qualified dividends. So, you know, we're definitely looking at um, the higher income brackets having to uh, cough up more for their taxes. Um, some other things happen. There are a few positives, such as the income limits for IRA contributions. They bumped up a bit, and individuals who have incomes with less than 70000 who also have a company retirement plan will be able to make at least a partial deductible contribution to a traditional IRA. All of this, you know, has to be looked at in total with, you know, the family, the spouse, and taking a look at your own 401k. Um, so um, I'm just trying to think of what else. Um, the Roth IRA income limits have also increased, and um, individuals who are filing singly and making less than 129,000 will be able to make at least a partial Roth IRA contribution in 2014. So um, those are a couple of the, the kind of the meat of where we are with just the regular standard uh, tax laws that are out there. Okay. Well, one thing I wanted to say is that, you know, <clears throat> all these, you can't make more than this income and you yeah. can't do this and you can't do that and blah, blah, blah. One of the things is is that I tell people, is that if you don't qualify for a Roth, make a non-deductible IRA contribution and convert it to the Roth the next day. Oh, how cool is that? <laughs> wow, that's smart. Very so, good. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's like uh, there's that loophole legally. Yeah. <laughs> that right. loophole that okay, I can't. I don't qualify for a Roth. I'm going to get a Roth anyway. <laughs> right, right. That's cool. Really clever. <laughs> good, good tips. Well, if yeah. you know what you're doing, see, I mean, everything is 
it's totally, no, you know, no. the law. You can do everything legally perfect. So that's great. So, so what? So what areas? Like maybe let's go back to the healthcare issue, and maybe okay. you could share some more updates on that. Well, um, this year, as you know, um, the exchange is open. Uh, until March 31st for people to go in individuals to get their health insurance. Right. And um, the individuals are going to have to have health insurance this year, pay a penalty. Businesses, over 50 employees, will have to offer health insurance uh, to their employees who are working over 30-plus hours. So, you know, if, you're, if you have a small company, you're under 25 um, employees, you'll be able to go to the SHOP, which is the Small Business Health Options Program. If you're just a plain individual, you'll be able to go uh, to the, uh, in the state of California, for instance, the California uh, Insurance Exchange. And if you're lucky enough to get through on the phone, uh, or if you're lucky enough to figure out how to work the site, then you'll be able to get insurance, and you should do it fast because it might take you over 30 days, you know, to figure it out. Uh, yeah. Why are you laughing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you're saying if you're, you yeah. know, if, if you can get on the side and, so if you could, and if you could figure it out. <clears throat> One of the things you can do, too, is talk to your insurance, your health insurance representative. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the things is, is that here's a tip, you know, Susan talked about if you don't get insurance, you'll pay a penalty. Well, it may be cheaper, and it is currently a lot less expensive to pay the penalty than it is to get insurance if you're not concerned about having insurance. Of course, if you want to have insurance, you want to have coverage, and which is the most cost-effective way. As a small business owner, and I mean less than 25 employees or less than 50, there's a thing, Chris, and I don't know, tell me if you ever heard of this, IRA, Insurance Reimbursement Account. Have you heard of that? No. Mm-mm. You haven't? Insurance oh. Reimbursement, not an IRA, not an individual retirement account. No. No, no I have not heard of it. Acronym, IRA, Insurance Reimbursement Account. You know, I no. went and bought these books on the Obama Affordable Care Act, and I was shocked to read. Now, again, this is legal. So a small business owner can say, you know what, I'll have all my employees go Mm -hmm. to the marketplace because it's cheaper for them, and then what I'll do is I will set up an insurance reimbursement account. So if the insurance reimbursement account, let's say for the lower level employees is $200 a month, it is tax deductible Mm -hmm. for the employer and it is tax free for the employee, and if the employer says for the executives and owners, I want to set up a $500 a month insurance reimbursement account, then the owners and the executives get $500 a month tax-free. Wow. Wow. Isn't that cool? Incredible, yeah. <coughs> Boy, there's some, there are some yes. hidden things in there. Yeah. So, you know, what's so interesting is is that, again, it's understanding, okay, here's the rules, mm-hmm. and then how do I maximize those to benefit my situation? And right now, you know, if you've got employees who are less than $90,000 a year income, husband and wife, 
then they um, are going to be eligible for a subsidy from the government. So you may want to help them and have them. It's going to probably less, be less expensive if they go to the marketplace, get a subsidy from the government, and then you do the um, insurance reimbursement account. Wow. I never heard that. It, you, I mean, no, how are regular people going to find out about all this? This is really, you know, you got to take time and drill down and find it, and that's incredible. Really. Yeah, it, it you know what um, it does take time to find out about things like this. That's why I'm saying that regular people, you know, listeners, they need to go to their advisors and they need to have good, strong advisors and ask their advisors. Tell me what you know about the Affordable Care Act. Tell me, tell me if there's some strategies or ways I can maximize my situation and. You know, talk to the health insurance expert and talk to the advisors. That's great. You know, that's a good segue right into why don't you share with everybody how they can get in contact with you because I've met a lot of planners and they, you know, not everybody has the same knowledge and they all come from different points of view. So let everybody know how they can get in contact with you and and um, find out okay. where you are. Okay, well, our website is www.conaway, C-O-N-A-W-I, and that's spelled out, A-N-D, conaway.com. And um, we also have uh, a our own radio show that's an NBC affiliate, and we have a website called smartmoneytalkradio.com, uh, smartmoneytalkradio.com, and um, we we have the radio show, like you, Chris, to provide information and education so people can hear, oh, okay, is this somebody I would feel comfortable working with and is this somebody who's knowledgeable and who has the information that I need? Uh, just like you're providing. you And, and I want to thank you also for having Susan and I on your radio sh- show today and I, I, I've read your book, and I think it's great. I, I love what you're doing, uh, that you're doing a huge outreach uh, to the public and making awareness and uh, providing a lot of information and your guests as well. So thank you. Well, thank you. And, and you both are such great guests, and I really enjoy having you on the show and you have so much amazing information. Again, those of you that just tuned in, you're listening to Ready, Set, Retire. And I'm Chris Miller. I'm the host of the show. You can reach out to me at Chris, K-R-I-S, at readyforpretirement.com. That's R-E-A-D-Y-F-O-R-P-R-E-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T.com. Pre-retirement. Plan retirement early so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it. So let's go back into did, did talk a little bit about the itemized deductions for medical expenses. Did you guys want to talk about that at all? Well, with the limited time that we have, I thought we could talk a, l- a little bit about what are the things that you could do to keep more of what you make. Yes, let's do that. And to, <laughs> offset, and, and yes. to offset the taxes. Yes, sounds good. <clears throat> okay. So... 
Uh, one of the things that, that we look at is as an opportunity is having expenses that are pre-tax. So many people who are employees, they get their paycheck, they, they pay their taxes, and then they live on their net check. Sounds familiar? Yeah. <laughs> okay, and so one of the things we talk about is is how do you get some of your expenses pre-tax? So you expense and then pay taxes on what's left over, even if you have a W-2. So in today's world, a lot of people have side businesses, whether they're selling Mary Kay, whether they're investing in real estate, whether they are, you know, um, Having a uh, providing a product or a service, and a lot of times these people don't really look at it as quote unquote a bona fide business. Would you agree, Chris? Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that we talk about is is that is like for example, um, I was talking to a woman who's on the East Coast, and uh, she is an employee on executive level, but she has an income property. And I was looking at her her deductions, and she was deducting $200 for her business deductions. And I said to her, I said, I saw you at a seminar, and didn't you pay for airfare and hotel and food and car rental? And she said, yes. I said, well, where is your deductions? <laughs> That's good, yeah. Yeah, and so what happens is people are so used to W-2 income that they it's a mind shift. It's a mind shift right. to think, oh, I could deduct that? How? How? Right. But when you have a side business and you're educating, she went to an educational event. Mm-hmm. And so it is deductible. So, so looking at ways of... Whatever you're doing on the side, having it as a bona fide business, having your deductions, your cell phone, your computer, your iPads, your 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 travel, things like that. That that could be five thousand, you know, six thousand, ten thousand a year. That would reduce your AGI, your adjusted gross income. Because if you make a hundred thousand a year and you deduct ten, now you're making ninety. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, another thing that we look at is, is um, you know, we come across a lot of people who have uh, rental properties. And one of the areas that we've focused on is last year there was bonus depreciation. So we accelerated the depreciation off the real estate which allowed us to convert IRAs to Roth, which is tax-free income, and it's huge. Having Tax-free income is so huge versus having to pay taxes on your retirement income. So with one gentleman, we were able to convert $330,000 from IRA to Roth using depreciation to offset the tax. Did that make sense? Wow, I don't really get it, but I it's I mean, I want it's like I want to come talk to you. <laughs> I mean, that's fascinating. I had have no idea about that. Yeah, so let's say if a person has a $100,000 IRA and they convert it to a Roth and they're in a 20% tax bracket, they're going to owe $20,000 in taxes. Right. 
twenty percent of a hundred thousand is twenty thousand. Right. If they have a hundred thousand dollars of depreciation off their real estate, mm. then the depreciation a hundred thousand is the tax savings is twenty thousand. So, so on a tax return, you they recognize the twenty thousand of tax. And then on the depreciation of a hundred thousand of depreciation, they 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 get that deduction, which is twenty thousand dollars of tax savings. So a plus and a minus equals zero. Wow. Zero tax. That's amazing. That's really cool, boy. You guys know some good things here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we won't get too you know into the details, uh, but the whole point is is that is that utilizing um, other assets to do Roth conversions. Uh, other, there's other ways to convert uh, to Roth. There are ways to reduce the modified adjusted gross income. Uh, and, of course, one of your ways that you use, which I love, is just you know funding a retirement account. Right. Right, you just fund. Right. You talked about earlier um, offline. You talked about somebody who was putting in fifty-five thousand and some change into retirement account and was going to get eighty, eighty plus thousand a year income. I mean, that's huge. Right, tax free. Yeah, tax. Exactly. Yeah, tax free because of the Roth. So what happens is, is that a lot of people who, whether they're self-employed or they have a side business. And if they're not offered a retirement uh, plan at work, they could set up a solo 401k with the Roth component. And instead of putting 5000 a year into their Roth or IRA, they could put in seventeen five or 23000 depending on their age, a year uh, into their retirement account. Oh, that's put, great. Yeah. 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 So, that's good. So, so, wow. they, and, and of course, if they um, put it into the traditional 401k and they're putting 23000 then their income would reduce by 23000 thus paying less taxes. Uh, so, th- there may be a time to create a deduction or there may be a, a um, opportunity to go 50-50, maybe putting money part Roth, part traditional, depending on what their modified adjusted gross income is, because you want to get it as low as you can for all of these challenges we talked about earlier in your show. Okay. So people with rental property could take advantage of this too, correct? I mean, you're you're saying that would be able, they'd be able to offset that property, say, if it depreciated? Yeah, there's there's a thing, you know, people can, um, uh, regular depreciation is 27 and a half years. However, you know, during the time where they're making income, maybe a great strategy may be to do a cost segregation where you're accelerating the depreciation. So let's say if a person was getting $5,000 a year on on depreciation over 27 and a half years, maybe if we compress it instead of 27 and a half, it was 10 years. So it compresses it instead of stretching it out 27 and a half, it's maybe over 10 years. So instead of maybe 
5,000, maybe it's 12,000 or 14,000 of depreciation during the years where they're making higher income. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, people aren't aren't um, typically using those strategies to offset their earned income. Uh, it's just traditional. You know, this is what 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 the traditional plan is, and this is what I'm going to go with, and overpaying in their taxes because once they retire, then you know. It, it's 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 not a big adjusted gross income. It's typically a lower adjusted gross income. Or if they're working with good planners, they're going to still maintain that high high income. But it can be offset by many other strategies. Wow, that's exciting. Well, there is hope. There is hope if you know the strategies, and that's yeah. why we're definitely going to have have you contribute a chapter to my new book because this information is so critical to people and you just don't you know hear it you don't find it people aren't talking about it so it's so important so okay so what's next here um, okay uh one of the, one of the things that you know we talk about you know at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year is just organization overall and um i think everybody should take a look at how they're organized with their own personal files and business files, making sure that they have important documents um, at all times in a safe place that they could actually take with them uh, in the event of, a, you know, a fire, earthquake, flood, you know, anything like that. You know, one night I was at my house and I heard uh, fire engines. Um, I lived kind of near a canyon and and the trees were starting to burn down semi-close. They were chopping down the trees, and there were neighbors of mine taking their important papers and boxes, you know, in their car because they wanted to make sure that should they have to flee, you know, they would have all that. So, you know, just kind of talking from a different mindset, too. You know, you're talking about all the, you know, wonderful planning that you have to do, but you also have to look at um, just really a very um, – I don't know what you would call it, but just a very um, basic way of organizing yourself and keeping your files. There's dead storage, um, and then there's also, uh, and that's really anything over three years. If you think you're going to be audited, you really need to keep, you know, everything for a long time. But uh, there is a website called USA.gov that will tell you how long you have to keep certain documents. And I think that everybody at the start of the year, you know, really needs to look at their file system. Do I need to keep things like my basic utility bills or homeowners associations? No, you know, I don't. I've already paid those. But I certainly want to keep um, sales of business, leases. Um, I would certainly want to keep anything that has to do with my business. Should I be audited? Um, and, um, and you know, I think that that's a, um, a good way to start the year. Yeah, I love that's that. Great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very good. And that's exactly what I talk a lot about. I always tell yeah. everybody to have eight months, six, eight months, rainy day, emergency money, right, case of emergency. Yeah. Make sure you have your legal documents in place, like your living trust, your guardianships, powers of attorney for financial and health. Even if you don't have money, you still need a financial and health right, who you want your loved one to be able to make medical decisions and uh, guardianships. That's another thing people don't forget about. They have kids, 
And if mom and dad don't come back from dinner, who's going to take care of the kids? Right. 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 So it's so important. Good point, Susan. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So. Very, very good point. And, the, and then the last thing that, that I um, was thinking about, Chris, was tax season is around the corner April 5th. April 5th. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> People are they're like getting sick now. <laughs> right. They're getting sick. They're getting their 1099s, their 1098s, yeah. their mortgage right. interest, and all right. that, all that paperwork. Right. And so it's like putting it all together, and then looking at it and going, "Oh my gosh, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, am I going to owe tax? Am I going to get a refund?" And so, if a person is going to be concerned about owing taxes, I mean, they still have up until April 15th. To contribute to a traditional IRA um, or a Roth, and then they have up until extension, which is April 15th, to contribute to a SEP, a self-employed pension. And the IRA and the Roth is uh, 5,000 if you're over 56,000, and then of course the SEP is 25% of profits with a cap of, I believe it's 51000 uh, So there's still some opportunity for that. And then there's a the health savings account uh, that people can contribute to, which is, is, is good. Uh, so we still have that on the table. It hasn't been taken away, <laughs> the health savings yeah. account. And... Um, the other thing is is just looking at what are the some of the expenses people might have missed right uh, uh-huh. that they could you know just having a conversation and hope hopefully listening to this show, people will go, "Oh yeah, you know i have I'm like that woman who had only two hundred dollars of expenses. I actually had a lot more, and then their uh their non cash donations. Non-cash donations, $500 without a receipt, uh, up to 5000 with the receipt and no appraisal. If it's over 5000 it would need appraisal. So when you go to the Goodwill or the Salvation Army and you're giving away um, you know, equipment and furniture and clothes, it's up to $5,000 with no appraisal. But do have to have a receipt. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I'm going to show a lot of the other deductions that we talk about for savings is before December 31st, but those are the main ones for 2014 that we have left this year. Uh-huh. So just wanted to give a couple of those uh, tips of, of what they could do for 2014. Yeah. Wow. So... Um a lot of different deductions that people need to be aware of, the audible gas, all the rentals, everything you just said. Um, what in, Are there any other tax-saving things that I know you've covered a lot, but that you that you might have that we might have missed? Um, the premiums on your medical. Go ahead. Well, the premiums on your medical expenses may be. Deductible yeah. up to a certain percentage of your income. I believe it's up to 10%. If those, uh, if the medical um, is used for uh, physician services um, and for prescription drugs, dental care, but you know nothing that's um, very um, 
I guess it would have to be something that is very specifically a physician service. And, um, and I also believe that disability insurance could be deductible as well, um, up to a certain percentage of your income. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never heard about uh, physician services. You could actually deduct mm-hmm. chiropractic and mm-hmm. dental? Wow. Okay. That's a new one. Or maybe it's old and I just didn't know about it. See, there's so much. What was it? How? How? What is the IRS code book? Is five thousand seven hundred ninety-six pages or something? Well, I, that's what I thought it was. But before I went to Washington D.C. to speak to the U.S. government, I Googled it. It's something like fifteen thousand seven hundred and something pages. Outrageous! <laughs> the IRS code book, and there's eight hundred and ninety laws, chapter headings, right? Not the subchapters. There's a lot to learn and know in there. And that's oh. why I really think people are missing all these different tax advantages that are out there. Yeah, and just listening yeah. to you guys talk, I've, I'm learning a lot. Yeah, lot lot of opportunity. Uh, I was talking with somebody uh, Friday, and they gave forty thousand dollars to a nonprofit organization. And I was explaining that they could have put the forty thousand in the charitable trust, gave the income, and for a period of wow. eleven years, and then got the forty thousand back. So they would have gotten the same forty thousand dollar tax deduction, uh, but they would have gotten the asset back after eleven years and just gave away the income. And they said, "Oh my gosh, I've never heard of that." Yeah. And so. Uh, there, there is a lot to know, and and so it's great to work with a team of people who coordinate and work together. Because you've got to have the estate, like like you were talking about. You talk and focus about. You need to have your estate in order. It's so critical and so important. And you need to have, you know, a good tax ad, um, advisor. And then you need to have a good financial person, a financial strategist or person who understands and coordinates and puts it all together. And you also have other people. You know, you have you have a, your coach, your business coach, and you have your insurance uh, person, and you have other people that are involved in, in helping you because you can't know it all, Chris. You can, you've said multiple times, in this short period of time, wow, there's so much to know. Wow, there's so much to know. How do you know it? How do you learn it? it you can't. You can't know it all. Yeah, right. And you have to have a team. And yeah. it's really, really important, and especially, right, we're already moving right along into February, but the having your goals and, and you know, setting goals. Maybe you guys could, you know, share with us, you know, how do you wrap around all of this? There's just so much incoming, and how do you prioritize, and what do you do next? Oh, very, 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 very good question. You know, one of the first questions we ask when we um, help people answer that question is find out what is their, what, what do they want? What is their uh, quality of life that they aspire to? Because it all comes down to quality of life. Uh, what is that? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And then once once you know and you're clear about your quality of life, you know, you had talked about how you sing and, and gospel songs and right. and how it makes you feel good and things like that. And so it's like, 
okay, so how often do you want to sing, and do you enjoy traveling, and how often do you want to travel? And then, and then putting the financial puzzle pieces together around your quality of life. And, and working the numbers backwards. So it's like, well, if I want to be financially independent and I need five, you know, $5,000 a month, that's $60,000 a year, to be conservative, I would need $1.2 million. Right. 5% of a million, too, is $60,000. Right. So, so it's like, okay, well, then... What do I need to do to accumulate that? But if, if people have a pension plan and they're receiving Social Security or they're going to get Social Security, maybe they only need to save, you know, 500000 or 600000 because they have other avenues of income or they've got rental income or, or other, other things going on. Then it's like, oh, okay, and I've got a 20-year timeline then, then this is how much I need to put aside. And if we're really smart, the IRS is going to help save part of that money. That's the part I love. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> They're saving it, right? <laughs> the IRS is going to help save, save part of that money. And right. so then right. it's – but I think I believe – and Susan and I work really well in understanding that it starts with quality of life. Right. Right. Yeah. And so did that answer your question or not completely? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it sure that it sure does. So that's giving everybody a like a, a master plan and and you know steps well, to Chris, take. Yeah, and Chris, one of the things I just want to add to that is it's really interesting. A lot of people really don't know what they want. And um, it's it's funny that, you know, unless you define it and unless you really map out what you really want your life to look like, you will not be able to develop that master plan. So we really encourage people to take a look at everything around them and as Lorraine said, you know, decide how do you want to live your life, what quality do you want. But sometimes it takes some soul, some soul searching. Most of the time. Most takes, of the time it, it really does. You know, what can yeah. I live with, without, you know, right. and how do I want to live. So I think it's important to note that the process of understanding where you want your life to go is really, really important in the whole spectrum of financial planning. Absolutely. Wow, you guys have really shared some amazing, amazing things, and I've really learned a lot, too. Um, we've got just a couple minutes left. If there's any little cherry on the top you'd like to share with everybody before we're done. Wow. A cherry on the top. That's a good question. <laughs> well, I know you've given a, given a lot already and um, talked about, you know, the affordable care and, Roth IRAs and saving money and taxes and oh my I did not realize that I'm only going to make fifty percent of my money in California. That is just insane. Yeah. <laughs> work well, I would. Harder. I guess my just my last parting thought would be that I think that people really do have to um, look at what's happening in the world, be aware uh, of everything that's happening to the price of um, insurance to the cost of uh, medical in the future, to the future of Social Security, you know, and Medicare, and really pay attention to all of these different issues. 
when they're putting together their plans. And I don't know if that's a cherry on the top, but I, I really encourage people to um, partake in education, workshops, and, you know, to, to just investigate what's happening out there. That's great. Well, you that know, you, you both are cherries on the top to me. And <laughs> the information you provide is amazing. And, and, you know, I've been planning for two decades, but I do not plan or know what you're talking about. That's why I have invite you to be on the show and, and share this with everybody. So it is it really is important because you can make a lot of money, but if you don't know what you're talking about, you can lose half of it. So, or well, more. Yeah, that's it. And, and, the, and the one thing that I would add is is that no matter, one of the things that I've learned in the last 24 years is is that regardless if you're making, you know, minimum wage to a million dollars of income per year, it doesn't really matter what you're making is pay yourself first, uh, figure out a way, some way. I remember when I started in the industry, I was told I need to put away money uh, for my retirement, and I was 29 years old, and I said, I can't, I can't. I have two kids. I'm, I'm, I'm going through a divorce. There's no way. And I was told I had to figure it out. And I did, because it was my industry that I was starting in. And so... No matter what, no matter where the circumstances are, everyone has the opportunity to pay themselves first. And when they pay themselves first, they wake up one day and they went, wow, thank God I put some money aside because I don't know what I would have done if I had not put any money aside. Right. It, it, is, it is so important, and, and that's what I've seen over over the two decades as people come in at 70 and 80, and then they reach into their account and it's half gone because they weren't paying attention. Yeah. They, and that's what, everybody's overwhelmed, too busy, but you've got yeah. to pay attention to what you have, where it is, and what, I really, it, it, you guys, it really shocks me when I say, well, where's your IRA? And they'll go at the bank, and I go, where at the bank, or where at Merrill Lynch? They don't even know that it's invested. And that's a good <laughs> chunk of the population, you know, that it's in an investment. It could be an IRA CD, an IRA annuity, an IRA stock. They don't even know. They just they just think it's an IRA. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's not poo-poo on people. It's just that they haven't been educated. And that's, yeah. why, that's why we're doing this. We want to get this out so people can learn about all these strategies and then be able to make the right decision and end up with a fabulous future. Yes. So... Again, I want to thank you both. This has been really fun talking to you, and we'll we'll have you again. We'll have you back again. Do another one. But yeah, again, thank you. yay! <laughs> Anybody thank, wants thank to thank you? Okay, and reach out to them at Conway and Conway dot com. Listen to the radio show, Smart Money, right? And Smart Money Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Okay, and again, this is Chris Miller, your host of Ready Set Retire. And you can reach out to me at Chris at Ready for Retirement. I also have a blog, Chris Miller Money Maestro. have a whole lot of free articles on a lot of what we're talking about. And um, so learn, learn, learn so you can make the right decisions. Thanks again, and you all have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Did, did, did I matter?
found out you can't take a curve at 85 My whole life flashed before my eyes I braced myself to leave this world behind As a million questions raced across my mind Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? From that moment I became a brand new me With the golden ticket to a better destiny And I told my heart there'll never come a day When I'd have to search inside of me and say Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? can be a voice of inspiration and my story finds you well cause when the curtain falls there ain't no second chances and you don't want to ask yourself did I live did I love did I matter to someone did I give everything I had to give did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? Did I matter? Did I matter?